Did you hear that noise? I think it came from inside that bottle. Podcast episode four. Uh, it's been a while since we have had an episode out. Yeah, why is that, David? There's a lot of stuff. Um, well, you've been busy here at the oh, store doing some stuff. That's not it. You got married. Congratulations. Got, thank you. I got married. Yeah, last month. It's been three weeks now. It feels a lot longer. <laughs> not not in a bad way. Not all the time. My wife's actually here with us this morning. Hello. Wait till you've been married uh, like 13 years with three little ones running around every day. Feels like an eternity. She's wanting to wait for kids. So at least that way I'll have some space in the house for now. But yeah, um, congratulations. We have, uh, we've all been busy. Uh, The store's been hopping and it's Thanksgiving time and Christmas time and uh, every, everyone is busy around this time of year with, um, Christmas uh, concerts and school activities and shopping and all the stuff that goes with this uh, this time of year. But we're happy uh, happy to be back. Uh, this is Neil. I own the comic store here in downtown uh, the Comics Vault. You can find us at the corner of 12th Avenue, 12th Street, uh, right downtown Altoona. Um, and I'm uh, David of PA Nerd Cosplay. You can find me on social media at PA Nerd Cosplay on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and I'm probably going to start a YouTube channel here soon, because, I mean, I got my own space now. We, yeah, it's also along with getting married, we got a house, so start doing that sometime soon, so look forward to that, so. If so, you have any time to do that. If, yeah, if I have any time. Work all the time, and then still trying to unpack, but we'll get something working, especially with this co- this uh, podcast here. We'll try to get some more episodes out this year. That'll be our New Year's resolution, to have more episodes come out. And in addition to... Uh, all the real life stuff we have to keep keep yeah. up with all this uh, great stuff going on in nerd culture. This is a, a nice time to be a fan of everything. There's mm-hmm. so many movies that we're going to talk about today, and TV shows, and uh, upcoming events. Uh, we'll get all in, into all that a little bit. Um, let's talk about what's coming out uh, next week as far as comics go. Um, I think we'll release this on uh, December thirteenth, Wednesday. So, as we all know, Wednesday's New Comic Book Day. Uh, coming out today, if you stop into the store, we have um, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 792. That continues the legacy event for, for Marvel. Uh, Scarlet Spider is also uh, a legacy book. Uh, Cable number 152 and Daredevil uh, 596. Those all come out today. Uh, Detective Comics, uh, Flash number 36. We have a new Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern coming out today. That's uh, number 34. Um, Jean Grey has, has picked up a lot. They're on number 10. Um, that's out today as well. Um, lots of new toys coming in, actually. I'm looking through my invoice uh, here to, to tell everyone what, what comics are coming out, but I got a bunch of new toys coming in uh, for people to pick up for Christmas. A lot of these have been pre-ordered, but um, I ordered a couple extra of each of them. Uh, some of the new um, uh, Rebirth action figures, the DC Icon uh, toys they have a really nice sculpt to them and uh, they're selling like crazy here at the store uh, Marvel's doing a lot of retro figures uh, that look just like um, the Secret War I, I saw those the Secret I, War ones and at GameStop they actually had had them on sale I was surprised that they had a one of the figures for like two bucks the right. Spider-Man one so they're you know they're not expensive right yeah they're actually pretty cheap we'll have them around the same price here and if you're getting uh, you know for your kids Make sure to get two. That way they can tear one open and play with it, and they got one to collect, and it's going to be nice whenever they get older, and they're like, oh, I'm glad I didn't open it up. So. Um, some, some great statues. People were requesting uh, some statues for Christmas, so I got a couple extras. Uh, some really nice uh, Flash molds, Batman uh, sculpts as well. Um, Punisher number 219 comes out today. Uh, if you guys aren't keeping up with the Punisher, everyone's Punisher crazy right now with the TV show. We'll talk about that in a little bit too, but... Um, in the comics, uh, Punisher is rocking uh, the War Machine armor. I'm not sure if everybody I, knew that or not. That is but, awesome. I had no idea. Uh, yeah, I kind of like it. Uh, Red Hood comes out today. Royals number 12. Uh, Star Wars number 40. Um, that's great. 
day before the, the release of The Last Jedi. Um, Titans, Weapon X, Wonder Woman, and uh, X-Men Blue. So there's lots of good stuff uh, coming out at the store today. Uh, if you guys have a chance, stop down and, and pick up some of those titles. Uh, what's next? What's, uh, what's on our long list of things to talk about? <clears throat> We've got a bunch of reviews and... I know you're anxious to talk about Thor. Go ahead. I know. I I love this movie. I mean, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, so it for me to say that I like the Thor better than Spider-Man is you know is huge. Um, there's a lot of stuff that you know I, I have a whole list here. Um, we'll get into the cast here. Um, obviously, we got Chris Hemsworth as Thor, who's been Thor for the past, you know, how many years now since it's been out. Um, Tom Hiddleston is back as Loki. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is still Odin. I believe that's correct here. I got a list of people. Yeah, he's still Odin. We got Kate Blanchett, who played Hela, who did a Hela of a good job. See what it did there? Wow. <laughs> uh, Tessa Thompson, who was Valkyrie. Um, Mark Ruffalo appeared in this as Bruce Banner and Hulk. Jeff Goldblum was the Grandmaster. Carl Urban was the Executioner. Um, there was some good uh, cameos in this. Um, obviously, you can look up the cast on Google here. Um, it'll give you everyone who was in the movie and who they were. Um, it's been out for a while, so we we will go ahead and, and spoil some things here if you guys oh, haven't seen it yet. And, yeah, if, if you uh, haven't you seen it, yet, shame on you. I mean, it's been out since October, so shame on you. I know you you're giggling it. this whole time, but as we're talking about casts, I'm going to talk about. Uh, I didn't like this movie as much as, as some people did. So uh, absent from this list, which I think really brought the movie down, there was no Sif in this movie. No, uh, that uh, that to me was a heartbreaker because I love her character. Uh, she's sad not to see, uh, uh, not to see Jamie Alexander re- reviving her role th- as uh, as Sif. I think the last time we saw her was in uh, Shield, Agents right? of Shield, which was the only time that the MCU and this you know TV show had actually you know had any lo- right. you know interconnection with each other. I think there was just a scheduling conflict and they couldn't get it to work out. But uh, her her appearance was was missed. I think on from my end. Yeah, um, I think. Last I checked, I don't. It was a couple days ago, um, but it hit eight hundred and sixteen million dollars for the you know um, its box office. Now global, global, yeah, global. Um, I think it's only like four, three or four hundred million for the U.S. Something like that. So it's actually not you know super high in the U.S., um, but it might hit a million or a billion by the end of the year. Maybe not. But we'll see about that. Yeah, I mean, financially, that, that movie was a win. Oh, yeah. They, no doubt about it. It was only $200, $100 million they put into the movie. So they, you know, got a lot out of it. Um, for me, the, I think the biggest thing that kind of disappointed me was how much little the story there was. I mean, the humor and the comedy in this movie was great. I think it wasn't too much for the movie, and it wasn't forced. But there was too much comedy compared to the story. Like, they wanted to make it funnier than the actual story itself. Like, it seems like there was really no point to this movie compared to the MCU. Like, there was really no tie-in of, you know, why they made Ragnarok happen into the MCU. So, but I mean, the, other than that, the comedy was was great. Um, and that's go along with that is character development. There wasn't a whole lot of that. You didn't really know who Valkyrie was besides, you know, she was part of the Valkyrie. Um, everybody else kind of had the same story. They, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of who's this person, why are they here, what happened. Like, I mean, besides Heimdall leaving on his own, being exiled, um, they really didn't explain how he got to where he was and why in this movie. Um, so there's that but uh, yeah for me there was a, a distinct lack of drama mm-hmm. there was a, a distinct lack of anything important going on we have some major major events coming up Black Panther mm-hmm. uh, Infinity War February. 
Uh, for me, this did not bring that sense of dread about what's coming. And maybe they did that purposely because it's going to be uh, a downer for the next couple movies. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, there's no impending doom. I never felt like anything was really in danger in this movie. It was just so flippant and uh, throwaway, which is hard for me to say because it was enjoyable. I sat out there yeah. enjoying the movie, but I didn't. I can't say that I, I liked it or I can't say that it fit into the current scheme of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I think it was just one of those, kind of like Ant-Man was. Ant-Man was one of those movies that they just threw it in there just to make sure they could throw him into the MCU, which was, it was a good movie, but it was you know one of them kind of comedy fillers that okay, this is just funny. We're going to throw it in here just to make sure we get Ant-Man in. And it's, you know, they're, you know that's how it's going to be. I think that's what this movie felt like. It was, this movie doesn't make sense in the MCU, but it's funny. We need another Thor movie. We can make money off of it. And we're just going to throw it in here. So, um, and with that, you know, with the story, it doesn't really explain what happened to Odin and, you know, Thor, the Dark Worlds, other than the fact that He's gone. Loki banished him or did something to take away his powers. And it, it, to me, it sounded like after so long, Odin kind of kept himself in exile. We don't know whether Loki kept him there or he stayed there of his own will. Because he mentions that it took him a while to break free of Loki's spell. So I, that, I don't know if that means he got his powers back or if he just... He didn't, and he just stayed there, or what? That doesn't really explain a lot to, you know, why he's dying, why he doesn't have his powers, why he's where he is. So that, to me, just kind of, it didn't make any sense. And that's, to, for him dying, is what kind of released Hela. So, it, that, you know, how do we know he was dying? It didn't explain that in the last movie. And how did Loki get rid of him? I mean, he is Odin, so... That to me, there's just a bunch of unanswered questions. I didn't like the idea that um, Thor never grieved for anyone that died. Uh, no. The Warriors three were gone. Odin was gone, and Thor just went on. To the, the only next, thing he wanted to do was punch Loki. Yeah, That's he about just went it. Went on to the next, uh, you know, the next plot point in, in the film. And I thought they should have spent a lot more time, especially the Warriors three. They have they've gone back for fifty years, sixty years yeah. in the comics. Um, but I, I, the pacing, I, I guess they had to, to kind of move past that stuff. Yeah, he seemed mad when Odin was gone because it was, I mean, technically Loki's fault. He looked like he was about to hit him, and then that's when Hela shows up. But that's the only time that he really shows any type of, you know, kind of frustration or anger towards right. something that happened. Other than that, the rest of the movie is him just kind of laughing about everything and, you know, oh, this is all fun and games. We know we're going to be okay. So, right. Yeah, there's... I agree. I, uh, I laughed a lot. I enjoyed myself. Um, the plot was just pedestrian at best, and I just felt like uh, we're not moving the universe forward, especially for what's, what's coming up. I mean, I, I think that what I liked most about this movie was the comedy, and I mean, just the characters themselves were funny, but there was a lot of Easter eggs and stuff in here, um, and one of the biggest ones that I saw was uh, when they went to, um, what's the, the planet they were on? Um, Scar? Scar, yeah. On the you know on their the contest of champions tower they had Hulk yeah. in the Coliseum in the Coliseum they had I can't remember the other third face was but then they had Beta Ray Bill right. which I thought was just epic so I don't know if that's leading him into something or that's just you know just throwing a you know right. an homage out to him so um, and also along with like Easter eggs I don't know if um, a lot of you knew this but the director here his name is where's he at Taika Waititi? Is that, how you, is that how you say his name? I think so. I, I, but uh, that's the director of the movie. He was the one that actually also voiced Korg. And from you know what I get from people, they loved Korg. He was hilarious. Just his, his little one-liners and the way he acted just was, was great. Um, also, the uh, Stan Lee cameo was just funny. Um, him being the crazy barber that cut Thor's hair, him act, acting all angry, and then him being a baby asking, please don't cut my hair. So I thought that was, uh, you know, that's my thoughts on the movie. So the end, you know, then it comes to just the end of the movie here um, at the end credits. Uh, the big spaceship that appears before them uh, doesn't really give any kind of hint of what it is. 
everyone has their you know guesses and, and theories on what it is. I think Kevin Feige had come out and said something about it afterward. Um, he kind of hints that it's the it's called the Sanctuary, which um, in the comics that's what Thanos's lair is called. So, which kind of would give an idea of what happened into something else we'll get into here in a little bit. Um, the uh, Infinity Wars trailer that had released um, Thor falling down through space, hitting a spaceship. So we'll get to that in a little while here, but that kind of, you know, might lead into that. We don't know yet, so um, that's all I have for... Yeah, I mean, it, when it comes down to it, it was, uh, uh, for me, it was enjoyable, it was fun, it was just too slap-happy, uh, manic, and just um, too funny. After all, it was, it is Ragnarok, you know? Yeah, I mean, Surtur was, uh, I liked his character, the way he looked, that was pretty cool, and just him blowing stuff up. And, and you know, him at the end just destroying... Asgard, and then Hulk flies in, punches him in the face. Now, another movie that uh, that was released uh, since we've we've done this podcast was uh, JL Justice League, and yes. I uh, I like Justice League more than I like Thor. I can't say the same. I know I'm, a, but I'm not in the majority. I'm sure. But I will say it blew out my expectations. I thought it was a lot better than you know what it, I thought it was going to be. I mean it. it it was better than Batman for Superman. It was better than Man of Steel. I don't know about Wonder Woman. I, I kind of put them up, up against each other, but it was a lot better than, you know, I thought it would be. Yeah, this movie took a lot of flack online. Thor was love from the very first trailer. Uh, Justice League was being panned by everyone from their first trailer. Well, that's, that's you know, having some pretty, in my opinion, awful movies to start with. Sure, you know, some they're residual not gonna... effects of uh, Batman versus Superman. Um, but it did not deserve, uh, I think, what it took online. Uh, this movie is I way think better it's, than... Its initial Rotten Tomatoes was like 20-some percent, 26%, something like that. So, you know, I think... But that, that's probably the case of them. I kind of had the same idea uh, coming into this movie, knowing how I was going to feel about it. Like, I knew I was going to come in and hate this movie. So that's probably what they had. But, you know, it changed my mind. I, I did enjoy it. It was... My biggest thing about these DC movies was the scenery there was either way too much going on in the background or not enough it didn't the cgi just did not make sense to me and and, you know the where they were at this movie actually you know gotham looked like an actual city it didn't look you know it didn't be rubble of nothing and then too much in the background it actually looked like a city when they went to the you know outskirts of uh germany to fight the big bad guy at the end i guess we won't give a whole lot away since it's fairly new. Um, the landscape actually made sense, so that's you know kind of put me at ease with these DC movies. So um. yeah, we could we could start with casting just like we did with uh, um, Thor. Um, uh, again, I'm I'm in the minority, but uh, I think Affleck is the best Batman I've seen since Michael Keaton. Uh, I'm a big Ben Affleck fan. I think he can play anything. Um, a lot of people are Nolan fans. They like Christian Bale. Um, I liked Affleck. Cavill was a great Superman for me. Um, I like casting uh, in this all the way around. I had uh, no qualms. Um, Wonder Woman is brilliant. They, her points in the movie match up just great with um, what she did in her solo flick. Um, yeah, ca- casting was, was spot on. You didn't really care for, for Ezra's Flash, no, though. I just, it's me. I've seen a couple movies he was in. I had no idea really who he was until I saw him being cast for this. And I guess my wife here, she watches some other show with him. What's, what else is he in it? Um, I'm supposed to be a wallflower. Yeah, so he's in that. Um, she knew him beforehand, but just the stuff he's in. He's in uh, Fantastical Beasts and Where to Find Them. He plays a big crybaby in it. And to me, there's really no difference in this movie. To me, to me as at least Barry Allen, like like you said earlier, um, he's not a good Barry Allen. He's too whiny and kind of ditzy. And then to me, for me, it carries over into The Flash. He's still clumsy, and he just tries to be funny. He just doesn't know what he's doing. And in that, it does not explain how long he's had, his, had these powers. Now, if he said they've had these... He's had his powers for two weeks. I would get that. You know, he's still trying to figure stuff out. But 
it kind of hints that he's had him for a couple months for, you know, Batman and Wonder Woman to be looking into him, you know, to try to recruit him. We don't, it doesn't say how long they've been doing that, but it seems like it's been a while. So he's had these powers for at least long enough that he should not be that clumsy and he should know what he's doing. Um, and he just seems like a big wuss. And he's like, I just run around and push people. He just seems like a huge wuss. So he just, and I'm, you know, kind of biased towards Grant Gustin's Flash because I'm so used to, you know, seeing the CW's Flash. So I guess I kind of biased towards that. But Ezra Miller just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I, I liked him. I, I didn't really have a problem. I don't know if he's the best Barry Allen. I think he was a great, a great Flash, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch him him progress. Um, I think I mentioned in the last podcast, his solo movie is going to be Flashpoint, um, which is swinging for the fences because that is a, an epic tale, lots of characters. Um, I think that'll be exciting to see. But in Justice League, uh, I'll take him as a, as a new hero, just trying to learn learn what he's doing. He said he's never been in a fight before. Uh, I think he did his best, and uh, they did okay with that. Um, J.K. Simmons was in this movie. Yeah. He was, I, I love that. He was awesome. That was, I mean, he played a great J. Jonah Jameson, so I think they carried this over pretty well, and he you know, played a great Mr. Gordon as well. So, To me, I, I like that this movie looked like a comic book and sounded like a comic book. Yeah. Um, people don't necessarily like the look of the bad guy, like how Steppenwolf looked. A little um, too CGI, yeah, yeah. but his voice acting was spot on. Yeah, the voice I acting the was voice. great. The dialogue at one point, he's like, um, um, "The stench of your fear is making my uh, soldiers hungry." That that that's a line right out of a comic book. I could see myself reading that. The way that the camera moved and just stopped, lingered on Wonder Woman for just maybe two seconds longer, it kind of felt a little uncomfortable, and then moved away. Those scenes looked just like a comic book to me, and I really appreciated that. I think, I mean, for me, it, like the, the way the movies looked and the way the characters looked, besides the Flash, I didn't like his He looked more like a Power Ranger. I mean, I, I can't get over to like him. But You didn't like his armor? No. I, I mean... That threw me at first, too. But uh, force equals mass times acceleration. Uh, the more bulky, the more armory that he can make himself, the harder he's going to be able to hit. Uh, I, I think he should be more streamlined, too. Yeah. But... Um, I mean, that... It grew on But uh, to me, you know, watching Thor, the Hulk looked real. He's completely CGI, but he looks real. To go back and look at Steppenwolf, like Maddie said when we were watching it, it looks like a video game. Right. And, you know, the way I, I think I'm kind of putting it as, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, but it seems like they want to push out so many movies to try to catch up with Marvel and give themselves, you know, a name. They're just kind of getting lazy where they're just going to CGI everything. They're not going to do it to the best that they can do because we know Hollywood can do this. Hulk looks fantastic. Godzilla looks fantastic. You know, watching Pacific Rim, they can do a lot with CGI, but it just, right. these DC movies, they're kind of lazy with that. Uh, some great scenes that all, will always stick out in my mind. Um, uh, right at the beginning, they did uh, the recap of the war when the Atlanteans and the Amazons mm -hmm. fought with... Uh, with um, Green Lanterns, actually. Yeah, I, I, that that scene was was epic. I uh, I'll always remember that scene from. But this they movie. didn't have Green Lantern in this movie. Well, no, was, there was no Hal Jordan. There was no Kyle. There was a Green Lantern, but that that scene was from uh, thousands of years ago, yeah. I guess. So we don't know which Lantern Corps member that was. When the Amazons are playing uh, keep away with the Mother Box, Steppenwolf goes that to Paradise was, Island. And uh, they start taking the mother box to try to keep it away. That was awesome. To me, that's like right out of a book of like, you know, uh, don't take offense to this. I grew up, you know, the way we, that game seemed to me was when we were in high school playing football games, playing Smear the Queer. You know, as soon as you hit somebody, you throw the ball and somebody else grabs it. That's to me what it's, it looked like. It, you know, they're trying to get this thing away from them. As soon as they get hit, chuck it off to somebody else. But the way they, you know, did that scene and the angles, it, it wasn't too fast they you know had it on the right person for long enough just to be able to see what's going on because that's i think one of the things i had a problem with in spider-man homecoming was the scene with him and vulture on top of the plane there was too much camera movement and not enough you know it was too dark and they kept moving things too fast you didn't know what was kind of going on so i think that they did that scene very well so yeah i i, I think his work in 300 
played a lot into mm-hmm. that because uh, it looked it looked really great. Uh, my favorite scene in the movie, they bring Superman back, which was a little contrived. I'm not sure that I'm a yeah. big fan about how they did that, but Superman busts <laughs> out. He's not wearing his black suit. He's kind of just there, kind of getting getting his bearings, figuring out what happened, and he's confronted by the Justice League. Superman is barely being held down by Aquaman and Wonder Woman, and then Flash takes off. Oh, thinking yeah. he can move faster than Superman, and then you just see Superman out of the uh, corner of his eyes. He starts following the Flash and realizing Flash realizes that uh, Superman's going to be able to move almost as fast as he can, and he's never experienced that before. Uh, that was probably one of the highlights of the film for me. I love that scene. And speaking of Superman, and just the very first opening scene. Now, I think uh, we, we talked about this earlier before the podcast started that Henry Cavill has a contract with another movie that he has to have his beard. Um, so when they did reca- reshoots and stuff, I, when I saw pictures, I didn't know how much of it was, but then watching the movie, you could tell that the very first scene, just his mouth under his nose was CGI'd. And it just looks so plastic and like his face is, is a Barbie doll. <laughs> And to me, that just, it, it was hilarious. As, as many times, because they did it at the beginning of the movie and I think at the very end of the movie uh, for a couple scenes. So you, you can kind of tell with the pigment of the skin. Just, it was, I just thought it was funny. Little quirks of uh, them trying to shove things in there and get away with it. But people, you know, people were, critics are going to pick it out real quick. So yeah. uh, This movie had a lot working against it. I think time, uh, you pointed out that they're, trying to pump a lot into this movie to try to play catch-up, um, having to live down the mistakes of the past, like Batman versus Superman. Um, all that being said, uh, I think they, they pulled off a, a really fun movie here that felt like a comic book, that advanced the universe, um, that in turn might just all be torn down because now they're talking uh, Affleck might be out of the solo Batman movie, they might take them out completely. They might reboot this entire DC universe again. Um, they just can't get, yeah, I mean, they just can't get their act together, and um, they're going to be worse off for it. I think what I read somewhere is the Flashpoint is supposed to be the last movie that has Affleck as Batman in it. So at least he'll be in that because um, I still we you know we talked about before the Batman movie with uh, you know Batman and Joker is going to be the antagonist in the movie. We don't know who's they're hitting it. Um, What's his face? <laughs> I thought it was Deathstroke. I thought the solo movie was introducing uh, maybe it is. Deathstroke as a villain. Maybe I'm thinking of something else for. But who knows? Joker, the script yeah. is probably yeah, being we'd... rewritten again. Um, yeah, you know, so. it's, it's really it's hard for me to. I, I would love to see continuity, and I'd love to see them doing awesome stuff on par with Marvel. But at the end of the day, uh, in 1979, <laughs> when I'm a kid and thinking man, I wish I could just see these characters on TV. I just saw Superman, and I want to see more of this. Uh, at the end of the day, we get to watch superhero movies, and a, a bad superhero movie is still a superhero, a, still a superhero <laughs> movie. Uh, it's still something that I look forward to seeing. So um, I don't, who, who knows where they're going to go with all this uh, DC universe. But I was, I was, I was surprised, and, and pleasantly so, with, with Justice League. We'll get right into uh, the next thing here. Um, the Punisher has been out for a while. I've only got through like the first episode and like maybe three minutes of the second one. And? I, I thought the first episode was pretty good. I mean, it showed a Frank Castle that, you know, we were used to of him just beating people up and kind of getting revenge for the little guy, I guess. So there's, you know, a lot of violence in the first episode. A lot of people die. <laughs> I guess that's, you know, his go-to thing is his justice. I don't want to put you in jail. I'm going to put you under. Right. So. Yeah, I was, um, like a lot of people, pretty excited for this. Netflix has been doing a great job um, uh, with this this group of shows. Uh, Defenders, I thought, hit all the right marks. I was a big fan of Jessica Jones, Daredevil. Uh, first season, Daredevil, still my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking forward to Punisher. I'm through like four, maybe uh, five-ish, five episodes. Um, uh, I'm not sure that I can finish this. Uh, it's really well done. He's a great Frank Castle. I love, uh, I love his acting. Um, 
the, the sets, the fight scenes, they're all top notch. Uh, it's just a little, a little too much for me. It's a little too violent for, uh, for how I um, like to see my heroes portrayed. Um, I'd rather my heroes be uh, Captain America and, and, and Spider-Man, um, even Batman, um, because he doesn't take things to the level that, that Frank does. He's maybe he'd beat you half to death, but not right. No way. Right, I'm not. Uh, I'm not really squeamish. Um, I'm just, just not something I'm. I'm into. I, I just don't uh, want to see a whole bunch yeah. of blood and death. Yeah, um, but it's really well done. And, and for those that, that are into that kind of stuff, uh, you're definitely going to get your money's worth. Like I said, I, um, I think they they hit a lot of right notes, and he is portrayed like a like a great a great Punisher. It's just it's just not for me. See, I'm not a whole you know acquainted with all the you know the comic books is it pretty accurate with all that much death or do they kind of just overdo it because yeah and i think that's one reason that punisher isn't on my monthly uh subscription list <laughs> it's not something i read every month i'll read him as a guest star um uh, and, and one thing that he has a lot of um he's showing a lot of remorse in in, in the the tv series and i get that why they're trying to do that but he doesn't really have remorse in the comic book series like if um Ghost Rider's penance there doesn't work on Frank Castle because he's not remorseful for anything that he's done. Uh, so that, but in the in the film he he does. Uh, it's I guess odd. they make him more human. Yeah. In this and you know, in the TV show, so I mean they're doing a lot of stuff. Great reviews. With, uh, yeah. A lot of people are enjoying it, and uh, you know I I get it, and I'm glad they made something for for the Punisher fans out there, and I'm glad they they did it justice. Um, and the the better it's received, uh, the more shows they're going to do. So, uh, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna badmouth it and say don't watch it because uh, <laughs> the more people like that kind of stuff, the more shows we get. Uh, I'm just not sure that it it's for me. Which is pushing out more seasons of the shows we already have on Netflix now. Jessica Jones season two is coming out. I don't know the release date. I don't know a whole lot about it yet. I did see a picture. They're bringing uh, Purple Man back. The probably the greatest villain. Uh, Kingpin was great in in Daredevil, in Daredevil but. Uh, I really liked uh, the Purple Man, David Tennant's uh, bad guy was was stellar, and they're bringing him back. I don't know how they're going to do it or, or how what capacity he's going to be in the show, but uh, he's coming back for for Jessica I Jones think season two. From what I heard, I don't think he's going to be alive in the in you know technical terms, but it seems like it's going to be one of those kind of in the back of her mind type things that he's still there, whether it's you know just like her you know kind of regret for killing him or just his power is you know able to stay there for a while longer I don't know but I mean I liked the first season it was real well done and they're filming uh, season 3 of Daredevil right now mm -hmm. with Vincent D'Onofrio coming back as Kingpin um, so I'm pretty psyched for that too yeah he was he's a he's a great actor I didn't realize who it was you know compared to um, which also something else that happened recently is uh, the Jurassic World 2 trailer had come out because he was in the first one in uh, with um, Engen so yeah, that trailer just released la uh, last Thursday, and you know, for someone like me who's grown up on these Jurassic Park movies as a kid, loving dinosaurs, and you know, then being a big fan of Chris Pratt from these you know Marvel movies, I, I I'm kind of I think I'm going to really enjoy this movie. It, the trailer seemed interesting. It makes you kind of feel for the dinosaurs now that you know they're all dying off and they're trying to save them. There's a lot of theories about why. They're going back to save them, um, and for what reasons, and you know why the island is exploding. So, I mean, I don't want to put too many theories out there because I don't know what it's about. I'm gonna just hope it's really good. Um, there's, uh, you know, Chris Pratt's back. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff back. Goldblum is in this movie. They, I mean, he. There was a lot of hint at him in the first one, but they held him back for the second movie, and they just, you know, kind of punched right in the face with it in this first trailer and him kind of, you know, <clears throat> giving away that it, the dinosaurs have been here before us and if it's, you know, not, nothing's done about it, they might be here after us, so. I, it's nice to see dinosaurs. <clears throat> dinosaurs. Oh, I love dinosaurs. I, I just, after everything that happened in the last movie, I just don't understand how this is going to happen. All the governments of the world should have banded together and be like, <laughs> we're just dropping bombs on these islands. Uh, we got to get rid of this problem. Well, um, but then, now they're saving them. Well, that's like, know. you know, I think I guess that's kind of tying into everything. These, you know, rights activists for everything. 
I guess I, I'm not a huge fan of The Walking Dead, but it's even there too. They got zombie rights activists, so their lives matter. So. Dino lives matter, I guess. <laughs> We're gonna start that. Everybody hashtag Dino lives matter. So, but is that uh, is that released this summer? Uh, June 22nd, I believe. And it's sometime in June, so yeah, it's a nice summer blockbuster. Um, also, with trailers releasing, one of the biggest ones that it hit a all-time high of views in one day, shattering records. Yeah, that uh, that two-minute trailer for Infinity War was the best movie I saw all year. <laughs> yeah, I'd it say. was it was epic and heart-pounding and um, really exciting, and I uh, I'm thrilled. There's a lot. There, I mean, there is a lot of stuff in that in that trailer just you know kind of to hint at things and I love the way Thanos looks now from the time he was super super purple and really CGI to the way he looks now you know they've been kind of changing him not a whole lot but just bit by bit and he looks real he looks menacing and he looks like he can you know really beat the crap out of somebody so they're doing a super super job over at Marvel it's you know DC should really you then call and say, "Hey, what's your secret?" So, but there—I mean, there's a lot of stuff for this movie, um, which is in terms of where is that last Infinity Stone? It has not appeared, and there's only one more movie to come out before this, which is um, Black Panther. So, and in the trailer, there's a huge war. It looks like in Wakanda, you know. So, maybe that's there. Um, there's talk that it was in Heimdall's eyes. Yeah, those are the only two two things I could. Yeah, I could so think of. those are my guesses. Nobody knows. So I mean, I'm I'm kind of pretty pumped to see where it comes from because I mean the way the trailers look for um, Black Panther, it doesn't look like there's going to be a whole lot of uh, Infinity, you know, gem type stuff in this movie. Maybe they might hint at it. I don't know, but uh, it seems like they're just doing a movie to really give him a backstory and put him, you know, kind of put his stamp on the MCU, which would be nice. So. The trailer just kind of, I don't know, how many views did it have? Uh, infinite plus one. Yeah, it, it, it broke records in one day. I mean, I think the, the Justice League trailer had, I th if I'm correct, it was like 240 million views after like three months. And Infinity Wars had like 260 million views in one day. It was insane. Yeah, it's... um. It's an exciting time. That movie is going to be uh, going to be great. I wonder. Uh, everyone's thinking now that there might be changes to part two. The Infinity War was split mm -hmm. into two parts: one uh, this year in May, and one in May of two thousand nineteen. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was supposed to be Infinity Wars part one and part two, and then they changed it to Avengers: Infinity War. And I'm not really sure what the title. Now the next everything be. on the horizon is focused on this. Pending possible fingers crossed deal between Disney yes. buying Fox, and if that happens, uh, all the Fox movie properties would go to Marvel, and Fox would use all that money to increase their uh, news networks and sports, mm -hmm. and Disney would gain um, intellectual properties for uh, X Men, Fantastic Four, which um, Fantastic Four would be a great way to you know kind of pull into either the second Infinity Wars or right after that to, and you know I think the linchpin of the whole deal is Doctor Doom Fox has Doctor Doom and yes. if the MCU can have him as a villain uh, I think that pulls everything together that'll make you know because that's what it it's seems a like a bad guy uh, yeah a serious threat you um, go from you know the first Iron Man movie there's so many bad guys you know at the end of each movie and it leads into the next one to the next one you know if they had Doctor Doom that would you know, in all essence, Doctor Doom is is hailed as one of the greatest villains yep. in the Marvel universe of anything. You know, whether it's TV, comics, anything. Everyone's excited about Deadpool and the X Men, but uh, I think Doctor Doom is the the crown jewel. See, that didn't even cross this. my mind at first. I didn't even think of that. Right, but uh, uh, a lot of people are upset. Oh, we'll never have another rated R Deadpool movie again. If, I think if that Disney would actually be it. kind of funny. But if that happens, I think that's a really small price to pay. To get all these characters into comedy. honestly, I'm kind of hoping that they don't have an R-rated Deadpool movie just for the fact that he breaks the fourth wall. They're gonna, he's gonna say something and they're gonna bleep him out. He's gonna hear that bleep and he's just gonna go crazy. 
I think, you know, just something like that would just make it a much more hilarious and kind of family-friendly movie because you see these kids like, oh, I love Deadpool. I'm like, I hope you didn't watch the movie, you seven-year-old. Right. <laughs> so... So that's a big, a big thing on the horizon to see if, if this deal actually gets worked out. I think that uh, there's plenty of time to add some of those characters into the second part of Infinity War if it happens. Um, I guess we'll just have to, to wait and see. And speaking of uh, Ryan Reynolds, um, he is cast in uh, a live-action movie. Um, yeah, live-action Pokemon movie. He is playing Detective Pikachu. Yep. Which um, I don't know a whole lot about it. I didn't even know they were making a live action movie. I've seen tons of you know videos on YouTube of people making fan made live action stuff, um, but I had no idea there was actually a live action movie that was supposed to be you know done. And so looking at pictures here, it kind of looks like it's going to be really cheesy, but I mean you know it's Pokemon, so kids are going to love it. They're going to eat it up so much. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, they're saying he's Detective Pikachu. He this this character Detective Pikachu released, I guess, in Japan in 2016. So it's you know he's fairly new. We're, I'm not really sure what uh, he's involved in and what he does, but because I guess um, people were kind of not upset at the new um, I Choose You movie, but I guess Pikachu talks in this movie and people lose their mind because you know everyone's just used to the one word Pikachu you know that's his how he talks and I guess he, he or she whatever you know I don't I'm assuming Ash's Pikachu's a boy but you know it's voiced by a girl so he says like a line and there's a video clip of people in the theater recording this you know and you just hear everybody just like dropping the f-bomb and they're just like what is going on and they're just they're just geeking out because you know that's strange i mean uh pokemon for better or for worse it's not going anywhere no uh, this pokemon go has had a huge resurgence we play uh pokemon here on sunday afternoons uh, we have seven year olds up to to 30 year olds playing playing uh every sunday uh, new booster packs new expansion sets get released every three or four months um, Pokemon's a great game. It lets pe lets kids actually uh, get away from the video games. It lets them interact with other kids. They can uh, socialize. They can learn new rules. They can learn sportsmanship and um, you know problem solving within the game. And, and I uh, I enjoy it a lot. And, and I'm glad that um, movies are, are part of that too. It's something that you know when I played the game. I mean, I had to get out because you know I'm broke. So, um, but. So these kids that are, you know, I'm 22 and I'm, you know, playing against kids that are, you know, 13 years or younger and I'm getting whooped because I don't know the rules of this game. These kids know, you know, every combination of moves, what you can do with, you know, which, you know, cards put together and these kids, you know, it's, they know what they're doing and it seems like kids with the stuff that's coming out, kids are getting smarter. They know how to use, you know, smartphones at the age of like three you know, these games are coming out, they're building muscle memory, you know, the new age that we're in with, you know, with Pokemon and other stuff is making these kids smarter and making them more social. Yeah, so big big following for Pokemon. It wouldn't surprise me that, that uh, this movie does uh, really, really well. Yeah, and uh, speaking of children's movies, <laughs> this is uh, something that I've been looking forward to for at least 15 years now. What, are you going to talk about the... The Incredibles. The Incredibles right <laughs> 2 is releasing June 15th of 2018. So next year, we are finally getting The Incredibles 2. Kids of my generation, you know, in the uh, 90s are, uh, you know, they're just ecstatic because we've been waiting for this type of movie for 15 years. So, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about the movie. <clears throat> they just released a little teaser two teasers one of just uh mr incredible and then the logo and then you know him praising jack jack for having powers and a couple little you know scenes of the family so there's not a whole lot out about that but um i mean i'm ecstatic for it i've been waiting so long for this movie um, i remember my dad taking me to see the first movie in you know back early 2000s so I i'm just ecstatic for this 
Nah. Quentin Tarantino is uh, yeah. going to make a rated R uh, Star Trek flick. That would be interesting. I mean, I, I can't say I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Um, yeah, he's teaming up with J.J. Uh, Abrams to, to pitch an idea to the studio for a uh, uh, rated R uh, Star Trek. That would be interesting. I, I mean, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about Star Trek. I've watched, you know, the last couple of Star Trek movies, which I thought they were fantastic. Um, they would I, write it together, and uh, Tarantino um, would be uh, would be directing the film as long as they could uh, promise him that he could do a rated R. That is, that's he, gonna be interesting. He's, he's on board to sign on as as the director, and uh, Paramount agreed to to those terms. So, more rated R movies coming in the future. I mean, <laughs> they want action and violence and big boy words in these movies, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> so. Um, I got a real treat when I saw uh, Justice League in the theater. They had a trailer for Ready Player One. I didn't get um, that treat. The movie theater we went to last night didn't have any trailers. I read this book a um, year and a half ago, and it, it changed my life. Uh, if you like 80s pop culture, if you're a fan of, of, of Stranger Things, this is the precursor to Stranger Things. This is um, all your childhood dreams and movies and icons uh, all rolled into one flick and it looks absolutely amazing uh, directed by Spielberg um, there's a new trailer uh, popping off tomorrow uh, when I'm recording this it's coming out tomorrow so you'll be able to uh, see it by the time you're hearing this but um, I'm super psyched for that yeah I, I don't really know what it's about um, but I'm assuming it's kind of early video games and and uh, you know comic book style stuff so Anything that's nerd culture is, you know, okay with me. Yeah, everyone, everyone's gonna gonna hear a ton about this movie, but uh, it's set in the future, a real dystopian society where um, life is really not worth living. So the only way people can cope and get through their day is to is to um, jack into this virtual world, and everyone spends their time there. Um, so that sounds pretty cool. It sounds kind of like these, you know, uh, anime stuff comes out like Sword Art Online and and uh, a couple other. Uh, dot hack which was an old one you know stuff like that where these virtual realities you can live an entire life inside these games so the guy that developed this virtual world has died and uh, it turns into a Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory thing he has left clues three clues inside of this virtual world and if you can uh, solve those riddles find the clues um, then you inherit uh, what he's been doing you inherit the, the virtual world sounds very interesting yeah it's 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 rad. So how, how long has these books, you said that this was based off a book? Yeah. How long has this book been out? A mm, couple years. Okay. Because to me, you know, yep. there's, there's a, a lot of stuff that's kind of like this, but I don't think they, they did the whole, you know, creator dying inside the game type thing. And right. the creator's usually in the game when they do this, but, you know. Yeah, the book, same you, title, uh, Ready Ready Player One. Okay, I'm going to go check that out. So um, anything else that uh, I think we need to talk about for this episode? Got a lot out, so. Mm. Uh, we, well, we did not mention we did not mention Star Wars. Oh no, we haven't. The world is going Star Wars crazy right now. We're recording this on uh, uh, Saturday, uh, December seventh, um, to be aired in, in a week or two. And by the time that this today's airs, the ninth. oh, it is. Yeah, today's the ninth. Um, <laughs> Star Trek will or Star Wars will have um, rocked everybody's world. Um, I'm really excited. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of in the dark about this movie. I've seen some things about what. Uh, Mark Hamill has said what this movie's about, but you know I haven't seen the trailer's been out for what three four months now. I haven't seen it yet. Bunch of trailers. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them yet. I've seen you know all these little commercials for toys and stuff like that, um, but I haven't seen what the really the story's about. There's some hint, hints about you know the looking just at the poster kind of that gives away a good bit just the poster right. itself. So no, I've been on I've been on media blackout too. I haven't watched any trailers, um, and I really only do that for Star Wars. I can remember uh, being a kid, 1982, waiting for these movies to come out. There's no internet back then. I can't yeah. talk to people about my theories. That's why I, I said the 80s were the best time. You know, there's you don't know what's going on. Who's Darth Vader? What is under that mask? What's going to happen? Where is Luke from? Uh, all these these questions that you just can't get answers to because there's no way to find that information except talking with your friends. Um, so I'm kind of going in like that to this film too and I'm uh, I'm excited it's gonna be the I bet it's gonna be the the best reviewed 
Rotten Tomatoes movie of all time. If it doesn't, it's, well, it it's would, probably going to be like 98. It would have to be real close to um, Civil War, because Civil War was up there in the 90s. Really? Yeah, I think it was 98 the first opening weekend, so... But, I mean, who doesn't like a Star Wars movie? They they don't... Uh, shush. My wife doesn't. She's never watched any of them, or she's watched bits and pieces. She does not like them. Yeah, she's banned from the store. Yeah. You're out of here. But, uh, yeah, I mean... They haven't done a bad Star Wars yet. Well, okay, my bad. Besides the Phantom Menace. <laughs> but, you know... Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Come on now. There's great parts in that film. Some. We all can agree that Jar Jar Binks could have been, you know, left out, but okay. But, I mean, Star Wars has been around forever, and people of all ages have loved Star Wars, so I don't think this is going to be a bad movie. So Yeah, we have a great a great theater here in Altoona to see it at, too. Um, that big D theater is... is Epic. Come get the big D experience. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great theater to, to see Star Wars. That's where I went and saw the last the last two flicks that got released. It's gonna be a madhouse there on Thursday and Friday. I bet Saturday too. People I'm, being dressed up, just I'm having gonna a guess good time. They're gonna probably open up a few more of the auditoriums just for Star Wars. Right. Oh yeah. I don't think they're gonna have just two because you have well, you'll get the you know the big D and then you'll have another digital or whatever. But I think they're gonna open up at least four auditoriums just right. for this movie. Uh, I I would be. Really excited just to be there to actually feel, uh, to be in a place now where everyone is just happy to be together. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on in, in the United States right now. And to be in a theater where everyone is happy and excited about the same thing and just excited to be part of this experience, I think is going to be uh, part of part of the experience. That's what I love so much about nerd culture. I mean... We've got made fun of as kids growing up in school, you know, whether it was for the way we dressed or what we liked, you know, but nerd culture brings so many people together. You go to a comic book convention and you're going to get some of them jerks, but yeah, and you still have the Marvel fanboys and the DC fanboys and they're always going to, going to butt heads. But But if there's a common uh, enemy, you're going to see those two form a line and be indistinguishable. From, I think at the from, end of the day, they're going to be like, we love comic books. Right. That, that's what brings us together. You can go to a comic book convention and you're going to find 20 people that love the same thing you do. Yep. And you can just kind of sit down and just talk for for hours about this stuff. So it's, you know, nerd culture brings people together. Whether you're from, you know, across the world, in the same, you know, town, no matter where you're from, people can come together and talk. Language barriers are broken right. when it comes to comic books. Anybody can see... You know, Superman's fist coming across someone's jaw. Everyone knows what's happening. So, right. I mean, yeah. When looks. when you see Luke spark up his lightsaber, uh, everyone's smile. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's going to be an, it, contagious, and I'm I'm excited for an event like that to happen around here. And uh, I hope everyone enjoys the the film. We'll talk about it um, next time we we come on to the podcast. We'll we'll talk about Star Wars a little bit, and um, maybe that's before Christmas. Possibly. I mean, yeah. we got. How many, a couple, weeks, couple yeah. weeks before Christmas, and we'll yeah. we'll see if we can get a, a special Christmas episode out either right before or you know two days after because I think Christmas is on a Monday this year, so we'll see what we can do. Um, yeah, that's that's it. Thanks uh, thanks for checking in. Uh, come down to the store, um, wrap up all the, the rest of your uh, your Christmas shopping with um, toys or statues or a, a year subscription to to your loved one's favorite comic or um, whatever you're looking for. And if we don't talk again, uh, everyone happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody, and see you next time.